Heart-Centric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi. And Klee. And uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about building a better stick man. Yep. And um, some of you out there know what we mean when we say the stick man. And some of you may not be familiar with the stick man. So first we're going to go over what the stick man is why it's important and how to build a better stick man for yep. yourself. And hi, Kirkman Studios and Sarah is here. We had some technical difficulty a little while ago getting on, but we are here. Yes, thank you guys for rejoining us after our tech difficulties. So um, we decided to cover this topic because uh, we got an awesome question from one of the Rogue fam. And um, we thought it would be great to talk about this. <laughs> Esther says, hello. Hi, Esther. Hi, Esther. Hi, Chris, Extempore. Chris is, I'm in uh, like Fort Knox, this pod bean. Yeah, we were having, uh, for some reason, our voices were not coming through. So I'm glad we were able to switch gears. Indeed, because a podcast is no good when you have no sound. So good <laughs> thing we got that resolved. Yep. Um, for any of you rogue family joining us in the live chat, of course, as always, please feel free to, uh, you know, shoot us your questions, your comments and your thoughts on the topic at hand. Yes. Any brilliant insight that you have to share on the stick, man, we would love to hear it. Good morning from way down in South Island, New Zealand. Great to hear you. Thank you, oh, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. Okay. So let's get into this question that spawned this topic. Uh, we got an email that said, I just wanted to share a discovery slash roadblock that I've encountered since I've begun putting my decision to be an artist into action. The stick man, as you guys call it, has been hitting me hard. I come to name my stick man or woman, my Morissette, as in, isn't that ironic, Alanis Morissette. Every time I entertain thoughts of putting myself out there, I get crippled by negative thoughts of the worst possible outcome. Either I ignore the decision to put it into action or I do put it into action and then I'm obsessed with anxiety of how things will turn out and again expect the worst possible outcome. I watched some of your past videos and you made a real great point about, I'm paraphrasing, if you want to have a different life then you need to become a different person. I totally understand. My life has turned out the same over and over because I have been the same person making the same self-sabotaging decisions. Go figure. Do you guys have any advice about building a better stick man or singing a different tune so we all can be people who make decisions that will help us live a different life? No pressure, lol. <laughs> I love the term build a better stick man. I do too. That I really do. That is brilliant. Because that's really kind of the work, right? Uh -huh. So before we get into it, let's just quick go over what is this stick man or woman that we speak of? And why is he or she a stick person to begin with? Well, let's say hi to Sarah. Uh, Roxanne. Roxanne. Tina. And Tina's here. Thank you guys so much. I can see that Kyrie is here. Uh, there's quite a few people here. It is awesome. These are the rogues. And we are all very familiar with the stick man. But yeah, let's explain to anyone else listening what exactly the stick man is. Absolutely. So several years ago, we decided to give that negative uh, voice in our head a character, if you will. And there's a reason for that. Um, and the main reason for that is when you have that negative chatter going on in your brain jar is discouraging and deflating and basically makes you feel like crap. Uh, oftentimes our response to that is to just try to ignore it or we say things to ourselves like my own mind is constantly defeating me or I'm, I'm constantly at war with my own mind. So we decided to give that negative voice a character and we decided to make it a silly character because it was kind of helpful in the sense of like if it's a character, then you're allowed to have dialogue with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times when people uh, do, you know, the negative self-talk where they're telling themselves uh, things in their brains like, oh, you suck, you're, you're horrible, like for artists, like you're horrible, your artwork sucks, everybody's going to hate it. Unless you really familiarize yourself with that voice, um, it, it could almost sound like the voice of God, like, you know, it's like this all-knowing voice that is in your head right. telling you that you absolutely and completely suck and nothing could be further from the truth. It's just, it's a silly voice 
we we do it to ourselves. Yeah, and I, I, most of us have said at one time or another, like my mind is my own mind is working against me all the yeah. time, right? So we we had this joke where it was like, well, no, it's just a it's just a little stick man in there, and he's angry all the time, right? He's like that friend who comes over who's like negative, and you don't really want them there, but they're like they like plop down on your couch with a mar- little martini glass, and, and they're they, spouting off bad advice to and they, you, and spouting off bad advice, and they have the ear voice. They're like, yeah, well, you know, blah 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 blah. Um, Actually, I know a few people that are like that. Um, that have rarely do we invite them into the studio, but I remember, I think it was a family member was by, and I was trying to work on something Yeah. and you know, I was being me and I was like, yeah, you know, we could, we could always, we could push through that. We could do this. And he was like, yeah, you're probably right, but I don't know. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness, that's real. So (laughs) yes, it is. We all have it. So the reason we made it a tiny stick person is because Honestly, it helped us to not take it so seriously or what it had to say so seriously. And let me tell you, it doesn't always work to simply picture the stick man. Sometimes we have to put him in funny hats or sweaters or picture him lounging there on the sofa, not doing anything useful, having a martini and just spouting off. Having a martini and sitting there giving. I always think of like some of my family members that that the ones that are like, you know what you should do? Like, you know, (laughs) like I've been doing this art thing for over a decade. And, you know, they have it. And yet there's always great. You know what you should do? You should you should paint the Pensacola Beach ball and, and sell it to tourists. You'll make a lot of money. I'm like, um, I'm sure that I would. Or on the flip side, like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, you're probably going to make a fool out of yourself. If you I, re- do that. I remember I told my uncle that I was going to start making my own prints, that I was going to mount them on wood. And uh, I remember him looking at me and saying like, oh, you're going to ruin your career. And I'm like, how does that, what, how does that make sense? <laughs> so it, it's funny because like the stick man uh, sometimes lives outside of your head. And if he is resonating with what anybody, or he lives in your head, but if the stick man is resonating with something that somebody is saying outside of your head, then it's almost like you have this, this orchestra and I think it's the reason that sometimes other people's comments really bother you because they align with what you're telling yourself already. Most definitely. Essentially, the stick man is built from beliefs that you accept. And we'll get a little deeper into that yep. later. Leslie said, to thine own self be true. I believe much self-doubt and sabotage comes by comparing ourselves to others. Oh, absolutely. Heightened by social media. Um, yep. You have to have the courage to be you and love yourself. It's a beautiful work of art. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and really that's the work. That's the work. It, mm-hmm. It's it's understanding that you are a blank canvas that is made up of a lot of facets and um you know, sometimes uh, the stick man might sound a little bit more like someone that you know from your past. And that's something to remember. Extempore said, you can't put that painting on for that much. Can't they see all your mistakes? <laughs> People like my mistakes and it's worth that much. I still need to make money off of it. Yeah. Sometimes I like to say, oh, the stick man needs a hug when it's really spouting off some bull garbage because those thoughts are coming from a place usually of unresolved pain or self-doubt. Yeah. you know the. The stick man is a great example of the areas within yourself that you still need to work on, right? And it and it's fantastic because no matter how long you've been doing this, like I said before, we have so many facets to us, right? So like you might start being really secure with this kind of art or maybe this color that you use or this series that you create and you put it out there and somebody could be like, oh, that sucks. And you're like, ah, whatever, you know, it's your opinion because the stick man, you've kind of trained that side of you that, hey, it's okay. You don't have any real doubts or insecurities when it comes to that. But then you change it like one shade, you know, Mm -hmm. like one, one small shade. And then all of a sudden it's slightly different. And then the stick man could get started again. Absolutely. For example, I'm pretty confident in a lot of areas of what we do. But today I wrote myself a numbered list of just things that we want to cover. Right. Yeah. And I looked at said list and my stick man was like, your topic list sucks. (laughs) And I was like, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I'll 
look over it and make edits if necessary. Um, You know, (laughs) it's a forever work in progress. It's so funny how that works because like, you know, when it comes to my artwork, I rarely do I have to face the stick man when I'm putting myself out there. But that's because of years and years of, and I hate, I don't want to call it battling the stick man because then that makes it sound like you gotta, you gotta fight your own mind. And honestly, when you, when you say like, you know, Stickman, do you need a hug? That actually is more aligned with how I feel about the stick. The stickman could like that 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 voice could really really get you down. Um, it, but it, when you start to understand that, like, we're all kind of ridiculous in mm-hmm. the way that we talk to ourselves. We are, and you just you just can't take it seriously. It'd be like, you know, it's it, the analogy that you did of the sticker sitting there laying, lounging on the couch with his martini. And he's like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's and like, the thing you, is, you wouldn't listen to that person. The stick man doesn't do anything because it's made of fears and doubts, right? Yeah. So that stick man really is like your crappy friend that doesn't put itself out there that also wants you to not put itself out there. It is. It's that version of us that sits on the sideline of the arena while we're inside the arena. And it's telling us that we're going to fail, not because our own mind hates us, but because our own mind is afraid. It's parts of our mind, part, you know, whatever doubts and fears we have, it's afraid for us and it's trying to discourage us from moving forward. Yes, which is awesome because that's what I wanted to talk about next is what exactly is my stick man doing here anyway? Where did it come from and why can't I just evict them? Yeah, let's read some of these comments. <laughs> Kelly said stick men suck. And yes, there are more than one. Because there's one for all parts of life. Yes. Got to beat them with a big stick. <laughs> <laughs> I love the analogy of the stick man too, because like when you think about it, like you could just kind of snap a stick with your bare hands. It's true. You know, yeah. so it's not really that strong. It just seems like a very overpowering thing. But really, when it comes down to it, it is your your own head. It really. You know? Yeah. As Shar said, there's a saying something like you should only compare yourself to yourself from the day before. Yes, exactly. Totally. Exactly. Um, And sometimes your stick man hasn't learned that yet. (laughs) Uh, Starting something new or daring can trigger other people's stick men. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's where a lot of uh, whenever we get kind of hatery comments on YouTube, I know that it has to do because maybe I said something or you said something that pushed a button. Mm-hmm. And that totally activates the, the you know, the little stick man in your head. It's like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we all have stick man for our negative thoughts. We need a character for our good thoughts. Oh. Maybe a goggles. Oh. A goggles are great. We're going to talk about this, actually. We do. We do have. We did create. Uh, the counterpart. The counterpart to the stick to man. The stick man. So here's the deal with the stick man. The stick man ultimately is a self-defense mechanism and it's made up of all the fears and doubts and beliefs about yourself limiting beliefs that you've accepted over the years whether you consciously accepted them or you subconsciously accepted them um little wild humans which are kids they don't have a stick man up to a certain age until until we get trained to have it because I mean, essentially at that point when we're little wild humans, we are a sponge. Yes. So a lot of times uh, we just kind of suck in those insecurities. uh, And we don't even know it. We don't know it. it, And it could be from watching, just watching people. You're sitting in the room, you're playing with your Legos and um, you know, your, your mom starts to feel anxious because she's nervous about doing something. Mm -hmm. And you pick up on that, you know, like we pick up on body language. A lot of people think that it has to do with the way that people talk to them. You know, like you grow up and somebody tells you, well, you know, you shouldn't try that. You can't do that. But honestly, a lot of what we pick up is from watching other people being insecure, Mm -hmm. having their own stick man, even if they're not saying it out loud, when you are watching somebody and they decide that they're not going to pursue something because it's just too big or or they can't do it as kids we we pick up on that and that becomes a defense mechanism 
of our own. Yeah, absolutely. As we develop insecurities and self-consciousness and different ways of being self-conscious, the stick man gets built. Yeah. And in a really backwards way, it's an attempt to try to protect ourselves from future embarrassment or missteps or failure. Unfortunately, it really works against us because that's that whole ball of wax of just taking it all too seriously. Exactly. Uh, Kelly said, I did, I did painting showing me painting and my inner cheerleader is on my shoulder with a bat and a stick man is splattered on the glass. That's I right. That I painting, remember Kelly. that piece, Kelly. Yeah, it's the inner cheerleader is the counterpart. Yeah, to the or stick the man. champion. The champion. Yeah, the inner champion. Thank you, Leslie, for the gift. Thank you, Leslie. Esther says, I like to invite mine to go do something pleasant, like have tea, take a hot bath, etc." Oh, I remember you said that, Esther. I love that so much. She said, it makes me laugh. And then I realize I don't have to listen. Yes. And that's the key. That's the key. That's why the idea of the stick man uh, itself is so ridiculous, because it's reminding yourself that it's just a voice in your head that most likely is repeating from somewhere else or some kind of thing like Lee said that you accepted it's not even something that is imposed on you it's it's something where like you made an agreement that you were going to believe this thing about yourself unfortunately we do have to walk in I say unfortunately, but really I think it's just part of that that I like I love calling it the warrior's journey mm -hmm. right? We're like, we're kids, we're these little wild humans, we have no insecurities, and then we start bringing on our own insecurities, and then we go to um, basically what is a cesspool of insecurities, which is school. school. You go to school and everyone is bringing a, a, a beautiful myriad of insecurities from their own houses, and then it just mixes up in a big old pot. And, you know, and, and a lot of that's where a lot of acting out out of insecurities, bullies, all mm -hmm. that stuff, all of that is one way or another of responding to your own insecurities. And so like that, I feel like then you go out into the world and then you start learning more about yourself and who you are and the ability to face that voice and realize like, oh, wait a second just because I'm telling myself this doesn't mean that this is true. Yeah. But you, mo a lot of people go through life and no one ever tells them, Hey, you don't have to take the stick man seriously. Yeah. Extempore said, I'll always be poor is a belief that I need to let go of. So oh, I'm putting yeah. paintings on for what they're worth. Even if it feels uncomfortable, I'm not going to keep up the underselling. I totally understand this. Um, those kinds of beliefs, even along the same lines of like, well, people like me just don't make yeah. it in this industry, right? Those kind of limiting beliefs. And it's like, I don't know exactly where I picked that up, but I picked it up somewhere. I accepted it as truth for a long time. It's part of the stick man's BS rhetoric. There, and there, I have to question those yeah. things. And there was a time there where you believed that you were trash. Yeah. That because your family was poor, that you guys were trash and this and that. that and people like me just don't find success because of where I come from. People like you don't find success. They don't find love. They don't find, I mean, that was it. That was the thing for me. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, you're never, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to, because it's just not in the cards for people like you. Right. And you know, it's bull crap. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that the stick man is not the authority on you. It is an amalgamation of beliefs. You've chosen to accept them. You've chosen you've chosen in a sense to perpetuate them because we tell ourselves narrative yeah. every day. Yep. And this is why we talk about self-talk so oh, yeah. much because it is exactly what shapes your image of you, your narrative about who you are and what you're capable of. Basically, your stick man is built out of self-talk. Yep. It starts with beliefs and then you perpetuate said beliefs by how you talk to yourself. Yeah. And it's like little things. And honestly, it's paying attention. And I, I'm a big proponent about the self-talk because you would not recognize who I was uh, just, you know, a few years ago because I took it on head on, mm -hmm. you know, and started to pay attention. I started to pay attention and start to really, really question, like, why would I do that? Why would I say that? You know, and I thought about like my youngest son and thought, like, would I say that to him? You know, like I'd I'd hurt myself and then I would react by getting mad and saying, oh, God, you're so stupid. Right. And I was like, I would never do that to someone I love. Why would I do that to myself? 
Kirkman said, I agree there are multiple stick men. One of them may seem like an enemy, but actually it's just like a scared, depressed child who needs a hug and reassurance. Really, yeah. really it is. And honestly, they're they're all like that. Even if they're loud and angry, uh, whatever those negative... The thing to remember is that the stick man is you, mm-hmm. right? And Klee and I have gotten really good in our relationship of communicating this with one another to the extent that even when I come down, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't, blah, blah. Like we make these ridiculous voices. Yes. You know, like I'll come in, I'll be like, I'm so mad right now. You know, like you just don't take yourself seriously because it does give you the time to process and question that voice, that, 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 that insecurity that you're telling yourself. If you're sitting there and you're telling yourself, I can't enter this thing. I, I'm not going to get picked. Right. And then you stop and you're like, wait a second, what do you mean? You're not, how do you know? Are you a fortune teller? Do you know you're not going to, well, I never get picked for stuff like this because stuff like this never happens to me. Really? How many times have you tried? Mm -hmm. Like, have you, you know, are you forgetting things maybe, or maybe you haven't really ever put yourself out there in that way. You're just predicting that it's going to go bad. And if it hasn't happened yet, what is the guarantee that it won't happen, that you won't get picked, that you will not be able to succeed, that you will, you know, like, and it's really, really questioning. It's kind of like questioning that person that is sitting there and is telling you, oh, I'll never be able to make it as an artist. I'll never be able to, you know, and you as the amazing rogue artists that are out there, you wouldn't stand for that. You wouldn't let that person sit there and completely demean themselves and make them feel like crap or like they're not good enough. You would, you wouldn't take it. You would tell them, no, no, you are good enough. Stand up on your own two legs and show yourself how amazing you are. And I feel like that's how we got to treat the stick man. The stick man is kind yeah. of like empty space. You know, he's, he's got an empty head. He does it's have just an empty a big head. round circle. There's <laughs> nothing. He's not really thinking. There's no thought process there. Kelly wants to know, hey, Esther, have you figured out how to drown the stick man That's in the so tub? Mean. That's hilarious. <laughs> so when we first kind of start on the stick man journey, the question is like, how do you get the stick man out? How do you evict the stick man? And what I've kind of realized for myself over time is, well, you kind of don't evict the stick man. Right. But the truth is, I don't really want to evict him. I realize I kind of want to hear what bull garbage things he has to say so that I'm aware of what areas I still need to work on. Yeah. Because he is kind of there as like a alert, you're thinking this thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and so if you can have a relationship with the stick man where you don't take its bull garbage seriously, but you utilize it to make yourself aware of like, oh, I'm telling myself this really disempowering story and didn't even realize it. Yeah. Um, then, then you can kind of coexist with the stick man in a way that's, uh, workable for you. Yeah, exactly. Because you've got, the, the problem is that a lot of us are looking around and regarding a compliment as a good thing, right? You kind of grow up and it's like, you know, you want to chase the compliments, mm-hmm. like behave good, because if you behave good, then, you people know, will like people you. will like you and all this stuff. And if you look at both a negative comment and a compliment as two sides of the same exact coin, Mm -hmm. right? Which when somebody gives you a positive comment, it really is all about them. You know, it really is about the way that they feel. Yes. You know, when they, when they look at your art and they're like, wow, this is beautiful. It's, it's about them and how they feel looking at the art. Mm -hmm. Ultimately it really has nothing to do with you. And the same thing when somebody's looking at some art and saying that really sucks. Again, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with how they feel. <laughs> They're trying to express their feelings and not always doing a very great no, job. No, no. And and a lot of us, that's that's kind of how we approach ourselves when it when it comes to those kind of things. You guys have had so much awesome stuff to say during this podcast. Uh thank you so much. If we missed a question or a comment that you'd like us to see, just feel free to repost it for us, okay? Um, let's see. <laughs> Kelly said, I 
I beat the stick man down and I enter that art show that you posted. Yes. Congratulations, yes. Kelly. Congratulations, Kelly. She entered the Yamana yeah, art show. Yeah, that's awesome. Kelly, when I first uh, heard of that show, that was several years ago. They do that show every other year, the Yamana um, Passion to Perform. I almost didn't enter. And I had known about the show back then for maybe about two months and kept saying I was going to work on a piece. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Basically, what ended up happening was I forced myself to enter the show. Uh, I don't know why, but back then I was terrified of entering any kind of competitions and stuff. And I had all these like great reasons why, you know, like, whoa, competitions are bullshit. You know, like all, all the stuff that that I come up with. And I don't even need that anyway. I don't even need that. <laughs> um, and not realizing that like, oh, it's not about that. It's about the fact that I am afraid and I am telling myself, no matter, no matter how it is that I'm posing it, that I'm not good enough to enter this. And does it really, what what's going to happen if I don't get accepted, who cares? What's going to happen if I do get accepted? Great. What's going to happen if I don't hear anything out of it? Well, whatever. I tried. And ultimately, it's gotten to the point where just trying really, really means the world to me. The fact that I pursue something and then I do it is ultimately the most badassery that I feel. It's sort of the antidote for the stick man. Yeah, exactly. Because at that point, the stick man can't say anything. He's like, well, you know. Oh, like, oh, you did it. Yeah. Allie said, so true. If stick man comments were real people telling you that stuff, you would either run away or punch them. Yeah. Yeah. But but always think about somebody telling themselves that, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, you're obviously if somebody's saying it to you, you're going to run away from them or punch them. But imagine Imagine a, a, a 12, 12 year old child that wants to be an artist, right? Because a lot of what our stick, a lot of the comments that come from our stick men are very deep seated insecurities. So they're yeah. coming from like these versions of our younger selves that just have a really hard time believing in us because they bought into all the rhetoric and all the crap that they, they thought that the world was. So imagine if there's a 12 year old who is telling themselves whatever it is that your stick man is telling you, what would you say to that person? Right. You know, and that's, that's where it's like, you're not going to take anyone else's reasoning to feel terrible for themselves and just agree with them. You're not going to, you, you would never, if I sat here and I told you, I suck you guys, I'm terrible. I, I don't think I could do this anymore. I'm not going to do any more art. I'm not going to do any more videos. I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I feel sad about it. None of you would allow me to do that. No, the rogue fam wouldn't stand for you it. You guys would not stand for that. And that's, that's the way to kind of view that stick, man, especially if you want to, um, you know, build a better stick. You're, you're not going to build a better stick man. You're going to train your stick man to believe in themselves. Right. And I, and I know that this is a weird conversation because it's like, we're separate. It actually is us, but it is a separate entity that, that just kind of became relevant when you were younger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my insecurities came from my childhood and I used to walk on eggshells all the time. And because I wasn't really in control of my own life, that made sense. Don't, don't, don't go for too much. Don't be loud. Don't do this. The stick man wants to help you be socially acceptable. Yes. Right. Exactly. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the way to victory and glory <laughs> for most of us. <laughs> Connie said, sometimes it takes me a while to step aside and realize it's the stick man talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you mean, Connie. And the more that you do this and you dialogue with the stick man and you get used to what its stupid voice sounds like, the better and easier it gets to recognize when the stick man is running off. It's a yeah. Yeah, and even then, even then, I mean, I you know, like this is something that is consistent in our lives. Yeah. Like this is something that we are constantly, you know, and we, we talk to each other about it daily. Um, and even still I've had moments where like th three days in and I'm like, Oh shit, what, what, what have been I been, talking. I've been, I've been telling myself some stuff that I shouldn't be telling myself. Yeah. 
we would miss you too much oh. if you decided to. <laughs> um, so Kelly said she she got brave and submitted acrylics because um, you know she feels confident with pen and inks. So she did the brave thing. For oh, them. that's so yeah. badass, Kelly. I also submitted acrylics, but you know, oh, I should have done something cool like that. See, Kelly, you inspire me. You inspire me. My stick man is like, you suck, Rafi. Oh, yeah, tell your stick man kidding. to go fly a kite. I'm just kidding. Um, Leslie said absolutely about the why you're doing it and expectations sometimes embedded in ego. Oh, absolutely, Leslie. Oh, that is brilliant. Yes. Kyrie said, I'm concentrating on writing and motivating people to acknowledge their feelings in order to be their best self. I'm writing a book of other people's stories, but aside from that book, I don't know how to put myself out there. There isn't a place to go or a show to enter. My stick woman says to just stop trying. So yeah. your stick woman's trying to tell you that you don't see any avenues in front of you. Yep. And that too is just a narrative. It, it is a narrative. And really you gotta, you gotta call bullshit. You really have to call bullshit. You know, when it comes to writing and motivating people and putting your book out there, you could sign up to farmer's markets. When we did the farmer's market, there was a writer, uh, several writers would go out there mm -hmm. and do book signings. They also would do book signings in the small local uh, bookstores that there were in the area. They would also travel to some of the larger bookstores. I mean, there there is, there is a myriad of ways that you could put yourself out there but if you are buying into what the stick woman is saying, um, that 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 avenue, those opportunities kind of close up to you. You don't you don't see them because you're too focused on what you can't do. Yeah. And the the thing is, is realizing like what what that stick woman is giving you the opportunity to do is argue for the fact that, yes, you do have this right, because the great thing about the stick man is that it is in our own head it isn't a physical person standing out there telling you something that you're afraid of it is in your head so when you are able to stand there and not argue or fight but just kind of like be like uh you know what you're wrong because i could do this and this and this and this and then you lay yourself out with you lay out all the different options that you have then if somebody in real life comes and tells you, well, you know, you should probably give up. You've, you've, there's not really any opportunities for you to put yourself out there. Then you already have the ammunition that you need to get back at them. And because you worked it out in your own brain with uh, my stick man, I think he's an a-hole. <laughs> my stick man knows I think he's an a-hole. That's hilarious. You know, and the thing is that you've already worked it out with the biggest a-hole that you will ever meet in your life which is that side of you that is completely insecure that shows up as a stick man. And once you take that, that ammunition, that, that, that power away from that side of you now, mind you, yes, there are a lot of them and there are a lot of different facets to us. So this is a never ending thing. Yeah. But if you look at it from the eyes of a victim thinking to yourself, like, Oh my, this is never ending. I'm going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life versus looking at it as the opportunity like whoa this is my opportunity to grow in this yes. moment and to really not take anyone's shit whether they are outside of my head or inside my head i don't have to take anyone's crap i'm gonna do what i do best which is be me be awesome despite whatever anyone else is saying sometimes you got to knock the bullhorn out of the stick person's hand uh -huh. and don't let the stick person tell you that you have to have a plan laid out from a to z before you begin because sometimes you don't see the avenues until right before you take them no no you cannot you there's no way to plan out things you have no idea how things are going to roll out for you the only thing you know is like okay what do i do right now what am i going to do right now what opportunities do i have you know Kyrie, like just imagine the most crazy opportunity. Maybe you just set up a lemonade stand in front of your house with your book, you know, like, and or something like, I mean, just think of all the opportunities that there are and allow yourself to dream and uh, be ridiculous because that's where the original ideas come from. Allie said, so true. Those voices are so sad. It's art abuse. Why do we believe this? Is it because we believe ourselves too much? Why negative and not positive thoughts? Oh, which is great. I have here, uh, I made sure that I wrote this. Why is my stick man such an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> 
right? Um, why isn't my stick person nicer to me? And the thing is that for most of us, until we really start like getting in there and like getting to the nitty gritty of it, our stick man is not used to being argued with, right? It's yeah. just, it's had the microphone. Yeah. And for most of us for a long time, we just let it talk. That's that's one of the biggest things because we thought, you know, you you think that, oh, it's just it's just my fear. And in my answer, we give it all these names like this is my fear. This is my doubt. This is my insecurity. And we turn it into this big, overwhelming thing where it's like my anxiety is acting up. Right. Right. And there's a little stick man hitting around the corner like, <laughs> you know, and but we don't fight it. We right. fight it. We just we we kind of become victimized by it. And we don't understand that it is just a voice, just this thing telling you, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. And we don't fight it. We're not like, no, no. We try to block it out sometimes. Yeah. Once you really start to get in there and question the stick person's logic and take actions to prove your stick person wrong, you will find that your stick person doesn't really have a leg to stand on. No. Pun intended. Kyrie wants to know, can I just hold up a flaming stick and tell her don't be like my previous stick woman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can try threatening your stick person. I think that's a very, very I mean, fire, visual. Fire is uh, transformative. transformative. So like, yeah, that's where transformation could come from. So, um, you start questioning the logic, you start taking the actions, you're still going to come up against anxiety. You're still going to have to face those. One of the parts of the question in the beginning is I'm always uh, racked with anxiety over worst case scenarios, yeah. right? Yeah. So how do you actually deal with the worst case scenarios? Shar said it's always easy to be crap about ourselves, but if someone was saying the same thing to a friend or loved one, I'd tell them to get rid of them stick man to take yeah high, exactly yeah. kelly wants to know question what do you do when on one hand you want people to like and compliment your work and on the other you are embarrassed and want to hide when someone does oh see kelly that and that's part of the stick man that's, that's part of mm -hmm. that that insecurity it's like it took me it took me a while to um to be able to take a compliment I, I, it was very hard for me to take a compliment, right? I, I constantly was giving compliments, but it was very hard to take a compliment because that's how it's part of that stick man dynamic, that, that growth where it's like, you know, if you, if you compliment yourself, you're boasting, it, you know, you're narcissistic, you're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. I remember at one point I was really working through that and um, making it a point to let people know, oh yeah, I'm awesome. Yes. You know, and I would tell people like, I'm awesome. I think my work is awesome. Um, I love your work. I think you're awesome. Right. So it's not this competition where you're like better than someone else, but it, but it took me a while to get there where I just really got to the point where I think I was awesome. And what I realized was that a lot of people were very uncomfortable with that. Yes. Very uncomfortable with that. And really that has to do with with a very prominent insecurity in the world where it's like you can't it it's almost boastful to be proud of who you are and what you create to the extent of even accepting a compliment i don't know if you guys have experienced this but me growing up like whenever someone would compliment someone in my family a lot of folks are in this habit of like um dampening the compliment with a negative comment about themselves yep. like oh you're really talented oh i'm not that talented is kind of the response yeah. right instead of simply saying thank you because even accepting the compliment was looked at as boastful right yeah. so it's this habit that we form through repetition right someone gives you a compliment you dampen the compliment a little with some self-deprecating talk it's so it's so ingrained in us yeah. i actually did that when we first got here and we went to uh one of the galleries to meet some of the artists in the area mm -hmm. one of the artists came up to me and said oh i saw your work online i love your work you're really talented my response was, oh, I just play that on TV. Oh, interesting. Right? And interesting. This, this is me. Like, I've worked on this for whatever. But apparently something about that dynamic or that 
particular compliment triggered the- triggered something where my my knee jerk response was to be like, oh no, I'm not really talented. And, and that's the beauty of it is then you get to look at that yep. and be like, what happened there? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Exactly. Hi, Jess. Kyrie I, said, I think I need to make a list of all the possibilities and then tell stick woman to go sit down and shut up. Yep. <laughs> that's a good one. Or tell her like, you know what? I came up with possibilities. Why don't you go and do some actual homework and you come write back. some too. Yeah. And write don't some come down. back until you have some. Yep. <laughs> I love that idea. Chris said, I really want to start up a stall outside my house but i might have to check is if there's some law that i don't know about first definitely check and see yeah Yeah. um could prop a few paintings against the wall right by my house which a few people use as a shortcut to high street i don't i don't know how things are by your area chris it's a good idea to take a look here obviously we're allowed um in different states it's different rules but in most states you're allowed to have a certain number of yard sales Mm -hmm. so like a lot of times that's what we did we did like a yard and art sale so we do like a yard sale just to be able to say like oh no this is a yard sale and then put some artwork out there and that's how we kind of skirted around that whole thing but that would be something that you definitely want to take a look at your area and see see what if yard sales are allowed okay so just said grow through what you go through has been my motto the past week sometimes it takes a week or two to get over something and that's okay oh absolutely absolutely, absolutely. yeah um okay so I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that this is all awesome, but we still have to face those worst case scenarios in our imagination, right? Mm -hmm. And you have said countless of times, you have the world's most powerful virtual reality engine at your disposal, use it to your advantage. And there's two sides of that, right? There's imagining the best possible outcomes and really getting familiar with that narrative, but there's also facing the worst case scenario outcomes that have you racked with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Going, going 360, Mm -hmm. uh, virtual reality, 360 in your mind where not only because you do want to think of the best case scenario so that you're prepared when it happens, right? That's kind of like somebody coming and giving you a compliment and they're like, Oh my God, that's so beautiful. And you're like, (laughs) and then you like freeze up because you haven't really practiced that. You don't, you don't know how to behave. Like what am I, if I say, thank you, am I being boastful? If I, you know, and, and it's hilarious that you could get racked by anxiety from a compliment and then totally diss the person that complimented you by telling them, Oh, well, you know, I just play one on TV, like that kind of thing, you know? And, but on the, like you said, on the flip side to that, also the worst case scenario, yeah, because it really prepares you. And that's where the stick man really comes in. Well, you're going to fail. Great. What if I fail? Let's run that virtual reality program. How am I going to respond to that? Because really it's not, it's not the thing that happens in life. There's a lot of crappy things that happen in life. And some of them are a little bit easier to deal with than others. Some of them virtually feel impossible. And a lot of things like that we don't want to think about. But you do have this ability to play out the scenario in your head and say, okay, if this happens, which I don't want it to happen, but if it does, how am I going to respond? Right? Because a lot of us, it's that knee jerk reaction. And that's fine if you get the knee jerk reaction because sometimes it happens and we catch it later on. But in those moments, like when I, when that artist gave me a compliment and I responded, you know, I'm not going to, I can't do anything to go back in time and change it, but I can think to myself, okay, I could have done that better. Next time when that happens, this is how I'm going to respond. Or if it is something where, uh, you know, I'm going to go do this show and I need some money. And what if I don't make any money at this show? It gives you the opportunity to think to yourself, well, if I don't make money at this show, I'm going to have a blast. Mm -hmm. And so you go in understanding, well, let me set myself up to have a blast regardless regardless of what's going to happen because, and that really takes the stick man's power away. Yeah. Like, like a lot, because at that point they're like, well, what if you don't sell anything? You're like, I don't care. Whatever. A really powerful example for me was I was completely, this was a few years ago, but I was completely having a panic attack about 
um, finances, right? Mm -hmm. Things were kind of scary for a while. And I was really like overly in panic mode. And we sat down and really Rafi was like, okay, let's play this out to the end. So let's say this happens, then what? So I, you know, came up with an answer. And he's like, okay, let's say that happens. Then what? Then what? Then what? Then what? And we kind of took it to the extreme, right? Like you don't have a house anymore. All your stuff's outside. It's somehow simultaneously on fire and getting rained on. Like you're, <laughs> it's just like doomsday scenario, yeah. right? You play it out to that extreme and you kind of get to the core of like, well, what is the fear and work through from there? What's at the core of the fear? Yeah. And bringing it into the extreme like that, you realize like sometimes fear is ambiguous and it feels bigger because you don't actually know what's at the core of the fear. Well, that's, and that's because a lot of times you don't, you don't follow through. You don't want to think about failure. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to, I don't want to think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, and somebody comes up and they're like, well, what if you don't get accepted? Well, I, I don't want to think about that. What if it doesn't work out for you? Oh, I don't want to think about that. And really the most powerful thing you can do is think about that. Like, okay, well, what if it happens? You know, I, I remember one of, one of the things that um, I've had people tell me is like, well, I, I choose to focus on the positive. And I'm like, well, I always focus on the positive, but I also, if by chance, things are leading me in a different direction and it doesn't work out. I want to emotionally know how I'm going to handle this. Yes. And the best way to do that is to face that stick man. Virginia said, a bad thing I do is I get those negative dialogues going nice and loud. Like I'm practicing and bracing myself in case those things actually help happen. Self-fulfilling prophecy and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is not staying there, getting to a place where it's not about bracing yourself. It's about understanding if this happens, what am I going to do in order to feel empowered in that situation, mm -hmm. right? It was something that we had to figure out with the whole plumbing issue here. What if we are getting, uh, what if What if this person just walks away with our money? How am I going to respond to that? Totally. You know, and, and respond to that in a way where I feel empowered, where I don't need to make him do anything or, or have something outside of my circumstance be what controls my reaction something within me what if this happens how am i going to respond to that essentially what is the best version of myself going to do in this situation which ultimately really what you're doing there is you're introducing your stick man to your inner champion yes you're making them have a sit down and you're kind of forcing your stick man to watch what your champion is doing and your champion, in that role-playing scenario. Your champion will always win or your cheerleader, as Kelly said. Yeah. Extempore said, I didn't make money for the first few shows. I just said my display will improve each year. I'll meet artists and I'll have fun. I've started to sell by the fourth year doing it. See, yeah. and that's, that's, that's pretty normal. That, yeah. that is pretty normal. Kelly said, I'm 57. I still have to learn how to get my foot out of my mouth when someone compliments me and learn that speaking back and accepting it won't kill me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you show yourself that little by little. Hi, weirdly untimely. Hey, weirdly. So that's kind of the thing is, um, let's say you can't find your inner champion anywhere or your stick man is speaking a little louder than your inner champion. And the thing is that you've practiced you've let the stick man have the bullhorn for a long time yeah and it gets there through repetition so basically you have to start where you are and you have to redefine the relationship with the stick man over time through different repetition yeah you need it, to decide what the narrative is it's taking you it's taking you a long time of not fighting back and just repeating this thing to yourself over and over mm -hmm to make it as solid as it is. And that doesn't mean that like, you know, if you're, uh, you know, in your forties or fifties or sixties, that then it's, oh, it's going to take 60 years for me to turn <laughs> that back. It actually, and that's, that's the interesting thing, right? We're much more aware of our doubts and our fears and stuff because I mean, that's how, that's how we are bio biologically because we have to focus on the things that we're afraid of when you're living out in the wild, because you want to avoid those things, right? And so in the physical life, if there is a crocodile on the left of you, 
it is smart to avoid that crocodile. For sure. If there is an insecurity, a mental insecurity on the left of you, then what that means, it's not a crocodile. And yet we respond the same way to it. You know, we respond to it as if it is this huge threat. Mm -hmm. It is this giant, scary thing. And honestly, you know, for a lot of us, that's where that anxiety, that's why your body shakes and you're terrified and, you know, you get anxious and you, because you're going into fight or flight. Yeah. And, but that is, that is the way that we trained ourselves over the years because not being, uh, you know, what the neighbors think right. was like a life and death. So if you grew up in a situation like that, where somebody was like, what I can't do not go outside like that. What will the neighbors think? Totally. You know? And then next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, what did I do? I must've done something horrible. And that's a hugely good thing to remember is you don't have to be enemies with the stick man. I actually try to exercise some compassion towards my stick man in so much as your stick man thinks it's doing a really good job of keeping you away from the crocodile. Yeah. Um, except there is no crocodile. Except there is no crocodile. <laughs> so it's like having that conversation where it's like, okay, thanks for the warning. I, I, but I actually don't need this right now. Yeah. So let's sit down with the inner champion and figure out a different approach here because you're never going to make it is actually not helpful. Yeah. I know you don't know that stick man, but we're going to learn that from today on, yeah. you know, that's the conversation, right? And, so, and I mean, that's, and that's a beauty. I love the way you put that because like, that's the thing. It's like, educate your stick man. Yes. Because your stick man doesn't know more than you. And the problem is that your stick man is the guy with the martini glass lounging around that thinks that he knows more than you, right? Because it's like, here's some information that I learned when you were 14 and you were insecure and let me remind you of it. And you're like, dude, that, that information is outdated. Like that's not who I am anymore. Sorry. You didn't get the, uh, the update. Yeah. Like <laughs> I am a grown ass person. I wipe my own butt and everything like, you know, and sometimes it's, it's, it's understanding that that's the voice that you have going on in your head and not taking it so seriously because it just, it's not, it's not serious stuff. It's just a bunch of like old outdated insecurities that, you know, you think, think of all the ones that you developed in, in high school, Oh, geez. Oh, you know, boy. where it's like, don't go into, don't, don't go into a room and be big and boisterous because you want to stay little and small, because if you bring too much attention to you, then you're going to get your ass beat. Mm -hmm. And that's something to remember, but the, the Chicago side <laughs> of me just came out. Chicago Sorry, side, you guys. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, alternatively, don't sing in front of people because you're a weak singer. Kind oh, of yeah. 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 Uh, Esther uh, or Chris said, I love remembering memories I don't have on a loop that seemed a long time ago. Why stick man? Why those memories? <laughs> there are many I've forgotten. Funny ones we could choose to relive. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny, the ones we choose to relive sometimes. Wait, the stick man is a teenager who thinks they're now... They know, every <laughs> they know everything? I really... <laughs> okay, I really, it's manageable now. <laughs> yeah, the stick man really is kind of a teenager who thinks they know everything. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it really is manageable, little by little, Yeah. Uh, as you go. Allie said, I love this advice. <laughs> Yobi One said, I'm more apt to threaten my stick man with a blowtorch than attempt to reason with the little weasel. <laughs> I mean, that could work too. Virginia said, hey, Chicago, I know you. <laughs> Jess said, I have a loud laugh and I got made fun of all the time as a kid. Now... As a kid, adults say they love it and it's just me, but I still think about it every time around new people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we heard your laugh, Jess, and mm -hmm. you have an amazing laugh. Yes, you we do. love your laugh. Kyrie said thoughts equals feelings equals behavior. Indeed. If we can look at our thoughts, we can change how we feel and change how we behave. If we think I can do this, eventually we will be able to do it without much. Fear. Absolutely. It's just, it's just a repetition. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like your thoughts those thoughts are repeated. You know, you, you, unfortunately, very few of us are trained at an early age to not think things like, Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I can't believe I did that. 
oh, I'm so ugly. Why am I so mm -hmm. whatever? Why am I so this? Or why am I so that? And then we just repeat those things to ourselves and then they become just common, common conversation. Yeah. It doesn't make them true. It's just, we think they're true because we repeat them over and over. And it isn't until you start really questioning that, you know, oh, I'm so, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not this. Oh, I'm not that. We're so used to being told what we're not or what we are. Oh, this, that's just who I am. That's just, this is just, I can't deal with these kind of things. It's too much for me. Yeah. And we say those things as if they are like an ultimate truth, right? But we're just saying them out loud and repeating them over and over and over, which is why the only reason that we believe them. And then when we attempt to go out and do something new where we're really pushing at our boundaries, of course, the stick man is going to be there to remind you of those things that you've been repeating to yourself for years. And that's the thing to remember is that all that stuff, the moment that you decide to head out on a new path, all that stuff is outdated. None of that stuff that you've been holding on to for years that the stick man is repeating to you has any relevancy in the direction that you're heading. Because the only reason that you haven't headed in that direction before is because you've stopped yourself at the pass. And that, that is the way to see the stick man. The stick man is just outdated thinking and thoughts. And like I said, it's like teenage thoughts coming up. Oh, well, you can't do that. Right. And how do you, so how do you respond? Like your, your stick man, your teenage stick man, right? No one cares about you or your art. Oh, really? Have you met everyone? Like literally every <laughs> single person out there. You probably shouldn't be speaking for the world as a whole. Yeah. You know, then your stick man is like, oh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's funny too, because you hear people say kind of that kind of stuff before. I remember my cousin, my cousin really wanted to meet someone mm -hmm. and we were sitting there talking and my cousin was like, there's just no good women in Pensacola. I'm like, what? You met them all. I'm huh? like, you met every single <laughs> woman in Pensacola, every single one. <laughs> well, and, no, well, no, I didn't. Well, then how could you make that statement? And that's the thing, like a lot of a lot of the stickman statements are like that. They're like these sweeping giant statements that like just absolutely don't make any sense whatsoever. And the moment that you start breaking it down, you know, like, well, you know, you're never going to succeed. What? How do you know? What? What are you a mind reader? Like, <laughs> yeah. So what did Jess uh Kyrie. Kyrie said being called loud is my embarrassment trigger i was always told i was too loud and too hyper i was just happy all the time and it made me to feel it was wrong well that is absolutely outdated Kyrie. yeah for sure for absolutely sure. Mm -hmm. you are you be the loud happy hyper human beautiful human <laughs> that you are because you know what it's that is that's outdated that doesn't even make sense if that's what the stick man is telling you and the, the stick man needs a needs a explaining so got that, some the stick man got some explaining to do or needs some explaining yep. yes mm -hmm. i got made fun of because everything i had belonged to four sisters first and they were not in good condition five years out of style yeah kelly i um i know about that my mom so when my mom got divorced, she moved in with a man. She got married to a man who did not have good clothing style whatsoever. And we were extremely poor uh, at that point. And, you know, our apartment was like this, like it legally, it shouldn't have been an apartment. Like the kitchen was on the porch. It, it wasn't good. And this is in Chicago. And all my clothes for about three years were hand-me-downs from him. So I was going to high school with black slacks, black dress uh, socks with like these really ugly leather, like sandal type shoes. And this is in the winter with like, just, it wasn't good. Let's, wasn't let's good. just say it was not good. It was not. And I would, and that's where I actually learned how to like cut things and Make alter thing, alter things into something <laughs> put your, else put your personal spin on it yeah uh extempore said that's me with love too where do i even meet someone i'm such a chaotic artist how would they fit into this world blah blah but then i can't envision who that person will be making up fictional life partners is not a good way to meet a date <laughs> that's true but i will say this 
I, before I met Klee, I decided to really sit down and think about what it was that I wanted because I realized that I'd spent a lot of years not thinking about that, right? Kind of buying into the rhetoric of like, well, I need somebody that's like this and like this and like this, you know? And at one point, I mean, you know, my relationships were like, I need someone to fix me because my head is up in the clouds and I need somebody who's grounded and all that stuff. And so like, I think, I think it would benefit to just kind of think about that and not think of it as an imaginary partner, but think of it as I'm not willing to just go for anyone. This is what I want. And then, you know, that person will pop up and you'll have that confidence. Yeah, we were both kind of on that, like, um, I'm going to really learn to love and appreciate myself uh, journey around the time that we met. Um, which caught us both off guard. Yeah. Um, and and the thing is that love just happens, you know, it, yeah. it just happens. And that, you don't want to overthink it, but just think to yourself, like, what do I like? What do I want? And really don't downplay how awesome you are either. You know, don't, if you find yourself saying like, I can't imagine how a person could fit into this lifestyle that I live. Yeah. Oh my God, um, Chris, you're awesome. Yeah. And honestly, you know, <laughs> We got asked that question too, right? You found a girl who wanted to go live in a 92 Ford Explorer yeah, with you. Yeah, like, Chris, where did we, we lived, from? yeah, we lived in the back of a truck. <laughs> so, um, weirdly said lately, a few people have called out my self depreciating ways of talking my physical therapist and song coach. I knew it wasn't the best, but I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. being made aware is, and you know, step one. I right? love that. Weirdly. I love that they called you out on it. You know, I had to, I had to like really stop and listen to myself talking throughout the day and the way that I was talking to myself. And I was, to be honest with you, when you stop and you really pay attention, you make it a point to consistently listen for at least a week. You will be surprised at, at the stuff, at this, at just how much you constantly are telling. Like, I got to a point where I was like, "This needs to change because I don't like that." No wonder I don't like myself. Yeah, I'm constantly berating myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, X Tempor said, yeah, my older friend wrote a list and I need to check his list and see if any common ground. So yes, think of it with a journal and not in head. I'm much better at loving myself. Love hearing your story. Aww. Thank you, X Tempor. I mean, his list will be polar opposites, but might give me an idea of what I would like. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I did, you know, we obviously don't want to give um, love advice or anything like that, but I will say there, there, there's always, always the opportunity and the, the mysterious ways that that works. I, I can't speak to it because had you asked me, um, even 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I would have said probably not. Right. But this is a facet of it, right? Because we let our stick man tell us that it's just not in the cards for us. Yeah. Right. Or that we're not worthy of somebody that we would really um, yeah, have a great life with. And and that's BS, too. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. It's all BS. A little off tangent, but I guess the stick man has a role in that, too. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. So exactly what I was just trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, well, awesome. This was an awesome conversation. Yeah. Um, Hopefully all of our stick men and women persons were paying attention <laughs> to this conversation. Yep. Hopefully we can have some good dialogue with our stick people. I will leave you with this thing that I do, right? Whenever it does get, because every once in a while it does get overwhelming and it does feel like um, it is uh, just, it, it, you can feel that way. Right. Where, where maybe it's under the radar and next thing you know, four days have gone by and you're like, oh, crap, I'm in a downward spiral here and, mm-hmm. and like things are getting louder. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but one of the things I do is I will stand up tall. I will stomp my foot. I might go punch the punching bag. It was one of the reasons that we got the punching bag. Mm-hmm. And I will proclaim in the most confident, empowered voice to my stick man out loud, I get to choose. I get to decide how I feel. I'm in control here. I get to choose what is reality. I get to choose 
what I'm going to do from here. I get to choose what my opportunities are. I get to choose what I believe is possible for me. I get to choose. Not any outdated programming, not any old thoughts that come from other people who you know shared their insecurities with me. I get to choose this version of me, who I am right now. I get to choose and no one else gets to tell me who I am or who I am not. And that's, you know, and then I, you just kind of do that and you do that in the most empowered, most proclaiming voice in the world. And I always think of it as um, Gandalf standing on the bridge and just slamming that staff down and with that same power saying, you shall not pass. And there is something about that. It's like putting on a great song that makes you feel empowered. It, there's something about that that just will help you reel back from that downward spiral. You know, and what's interesting about that is that when you are in that downward spiral where you're like really talking smack to yourself, just doing that will feel stupid, getting the process started. But the moment that you get it going and you really go through that, like you will walk out of it feeling much, much better and much more in control of your destiny. And ultimately, that's the thing that makes us feel horrible is that the stick man is telling us, oh, you're going to try this thing. Well, guess what? You have no control over your destiny, but you do have control because you have control over how you respond and how you feel in any given situation, in any given moment. You get to decide, even if it goes wrong, which way you're going to head now. Which way am I going to head? I need to navigate around this ab obstacle. I've, I'm, I'm blazing my own trail. I'm going to keep going. And the stick man is there to try and protect you from the obstacle, but you don't want to be protected from the obstacle. You either want to go through it or you want to go around it. And so, yeah. Absolutely. Tina said, my stick man was sleeping so I can have the upper hand. Well, <laughs> I love that. And in all seriousness, some of the cooler experiences I've had in my life where I did brave things and I couldn't explain how I worked up the courage to do it was that I signed myself up for it or I said yes to it before the stick man had a chance to talk. Yeah. I just went for it before the stick man could say anything and then I followed it through to the end. So yeah. Sometimes you do get the jump on the stick man and that's a small win too. So celebrate that. Yeah. Brilliant, Rafi. Reminds me of the mindset and always come away from this group feeling empowered. Aw, well, good. Awesome. We need to find our stickman volume control. <laughs> yep. Proclaim your destinies, friends. Absolutely, yes, Zara. Loving the chat and advice, said Char. Awesome. It takes courage to stand up to the stick. It does. It, it does. does take courage, but uh, but we all have it. I mean, we're all here. We're all badasses so like we all have it thanks guys i'm ready to take on the world awesome ellie excellent well i am so excited that we had you guys here and let's do our outro now all we will right say goodbye these podcasts get me through the day thanks, kirkman. Kirkman. thank you kirkman i was told to act like i'm an actress and already have the power to do anything harnessing yes. your inner champion yeah harness your inner champion mm -hmm. you are a champion all right. So uh, for anybody that's listening to this, this was a live recording and all the awesome comments that we are reading out are from our rogue artists uh, that are just artists from all around the world that are amazing. Bad, yeah, badass mm -hmm. is what I was going to say. Um, Tina said, have a great night. Love you all. Well, you guys, we love you too. And uh, for anybody that's listening to this, if you have any stories of a time where you confronted your stick man and you got the overhand the the upper hand where like maybe something clicked where you're like oh wait a second i don't have to listen to this negative voice in my head if there is a place where you can leave comments go ahead and leave your comments there if not we would appreciate an email at our website absolutely and, and other than that thank you guys so much for listening for the awesome rogues, thank you guys so much for being here. Listen, I think you guys are all absolutely freaking amazing. I think you've all got this most definitely, and I adore you. So as do I. Yep. So let's uh, let's say goodbye. You want to say goodbye, Clee? Have an amazing day, evening, 
whatever, depending on where you're at right now. And, uh, you know, now your stick man is on notice. So go forth (laughs) with your champion self. Yeah, I adore you guys. Adios. Don't